0: Hey everybody, welcome to Discern Daily, a segment for seeking truth. My name is Pate, and we're going to get right to it. I actually came across a, a new article today on the Gospel Coalition, TGC, uh, written by Shylin, Lin, the famous Shylin. Lin. I love his stuff. I love listening to his rapping mostly, but he's also a good teacher, a good writer, and things like that. And, This new article that I found is titled, Six Ways to Show Your Child God's Design for Ethnic Diversity. And I really appreciated the article, and there's some things um, that I want to amen and some things I kind of want to challenge in this article. Uh, There's a little editor's note that basically reveals that this article was an excerpt from Shilin's new children's book titled, God Made Me and You, Celebrating God's Design for Ethnic Diversity. And, um, yeah, it was really good article. And I really want to check out that children's book just to see what it's about. But, um, I've followed Shyland for a few years now, and I really appreciate him and his ministry and his beliefs and his teachings and things like that. Um, and I want to just share, um, a quote and then kind of fly through the six things that, um, he puts forward in the article. And and I would invite you to, to read the article yourself and, um, read the whole thing, um, before you start using your Twitter fingers and commenting this and that. But, um, he writes, um, counter cultural biblical views don't just happen. They must be taught. And I agree with that. And I want to share the the six different things that he puts forward as the the sort of the headings before he goes into his explanations Um, they're pretty short explanations but they're enough to kind of understand what he's talking about Um, so i'll go ahead and read through the six of them and then i want to highlight just one of them in the video for you here so he writes number one teach them i guess i should say these are six ways to help your children appreciate God's design for ethnic diversity. So number one is teach them what the Bible says about ethnic diversity. Number two, correct common errors regarding the Bible and ethnicity. Number three, educate yourself and your children about cultures other than your own. Number four, seek out interactions and relationships with people of different ethnicities. Number five, model loving confrontation of prejudice, words, and behavior. And number six, be hopeful for a future where the spirit will break down barriers between people of different ethnic backgrounds. So those are the six things that he puts forward in the article. And I want to highlight for you number four, because really it got me thinking and it, and it, I have some thoughts that I kind of want to challenge it a little bit, um, And so number four says, seek out interactions and relationships with people of different ethnicities. And so he writes under that heading, I'll share two quick quotes. He says, one of the greatest barriers to pursuing God's design for diversity is the lack of proximity many have with people from different ethnic backgrounds depending on where you live. It may take more intentionality to develop these relationships, end quote. He goes on to write later, quote, if there's ethnic diversity in your church, be intentional about having dinner, family outings, activities with people of different ethnicities so that these interactions would be the norm rather than the exception for your child, end quote. Now, I love how... um, He kind of opens the door to encourage diversity. And no biblical Christian, no born-again Christian is against diversity. Um, Every born-again Christian hates racism. Um, In fact, I would would propose, I would submit that born-again eyes are colorblind because I'm just speaking from example. You know, I don't care what your skin color is. And I'm not going to show you favoritism or hate based upon your skin color. Like, I don't care what skin color you are. I care about who you are, not what you look like. And I believe that's how scripture, in a nutshell, would encourage us to treat people. But I don't have to, uh, you know, inform you that, you know, racism and, Different discussions on skin color are super popular right now on social media, especially Twitter. And I know that if you're a Christian and you follow Twitter and you're on there, you don't need to be informed that there are many prominent names, very popular channels that are speaking towards skin color. And some would even submit that you need to expand your library um, with different of different authors of different skin color. Like I've seen some, as I'm sure you've seen, some people are saying that, you know, they're putting forth and arguing that you need to have more than just white guys on your bookshelf. And I just believe that that line of thinking is so, so far off, so terribly off. And oh my gosh, I don't even know really where to start, but that's happening on Twitter and things like that. But let me let me just if that's if you're keeping up on all of that, let me just ask you a question. What about Jesus's example? Like I'm a super ordinary guy. I'm common. I just want to look in scripture and see Jesus and see his example and do my best to just do what he did. And if I look at the example of Jesus, let's look at his 12 disciples. What was the ethnicity of his twelve disciples, some of you, I just, I just blew your mind right there. They were all Jews, like the people that he invested in closely were Jewish. He, he didn't care that they were Jewish, but they were. They were all Jewish, and I think some, some people who are so um, sold on the idea that we have to be around people of different ethnicities in order to be godly, um, I think that they would have a real issue looking at the example of Jesus. And so that's just one of the thoughts that I have there. Um, But man, I really think that the enemy could very well distract us with a misunderstanding of how we affirm or confirm that we are being fruitful in our church. Um, I'm really trying my best to articulate my thoughts, but I just, I just fear that there's some people who are looking at all these discussions about race and skin color, and they feel so convicted and ashamed because they don't have friends or disciples who they're leading who are, different, uh, who are of different ethnicities than them. You know, I personally, I have black friends, I have Chinese friends, I have Mexican friends, and in fact, our church last month, we launched a Spanish-speaking campus, and I'm, I'm so thankful that I get to have friends and people who I'm leading and doing ministry with of different ethnicities, and that's great, but I fear that there are many who don't, and they feel convicted and they feel ashamed because they don't have that yet in their ministry, And I don't see any biblical parameters to say that they should feel ashamed of that. Because who are we to tell people who God has put in their life to be faithful around? You know, I just fear if we look in our church and we don't see exact percentages or different percentages of different ethnicities, you know, it doesn't mean you're being faithful or unfaithful based upon skin color. Because, like, if we're going to keep in step with the Spirit, we need to be faithful with those who are around us, period. No matter what their skin color is. If they're a different ethnicity, that's cool, but I'm not going to treat somebody based upon their skin color, for good or for worse. I'm going to treat the people around us equally and not show favoritism of people or hate towards people, um, based upon their skin color. There's no biblical parameters for that whatsoever. Um, and so ultimately the thing that really drives home this whole discussion for me is truth. Like, are we pursuing truth? Do we care about truth? Because what is the goal? Like, what's the highest goal for the church? Is it seeking diversity or is it unity? Is it seeking diversity or is it seeking unity? Because I think and I would submit that the highest goal that we have is unity. And it's not seeking diversity. We've got plenty of diversity we need unity today. And, man, I, I don't know where exactly to go with that, but, man, I just really think that the truth is what's most important because truth is so powerful that skin color can't control it. Like skin color and ethnicity can't control the truth. Because the truth is what's powerful. The truth is what's central. The truth is what we should love and not diversity. So the goal is truth. The goal isn't diversity. That's really the anthem of my heart. And so I believe that the truth is so powerful that it cannot be controlled by skin color. And so that's my position. You know, with all of these discussions going on with us, with skin color and this and that, Really, I'm just concerned about what is truth. What is true? And you know, as far as authors go and who I read and who leads me, is the truth central? That's what I care about. I don't care what color the skin uh, the, the color of the author's skin is. I care about is truth being spoken. Is God being glorified? Um, that's what we should pursue. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I know this is really all just uh, the beginning of a conversation. It needs to happen over multiple cups of coffee. Um, But I would love to hear your thoughts on on all of this that I've shared here. And just want to also encourage you to read Shilin's article on the Gospel Coalition um, as well. So look forward to hearing from you, and uh, let's seek the truth together. We'll see you guys.